Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, Kelly, and we are talking about how to book five profitable podcast episodes in the next 30 days. Don't say that five times fast. My goodness, I almost (laughs) got tripped up on all those Ps there. But this is something that I think is going to be a very important topic that all of you hear because it can be done in a good, profitable way. And there can be things that you can be doing that get you deleted right off the bat. So with that being said, Kelly, welcome into the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us today. So before we dive into this awesome topic, tell us more about yourself, who you are and what you do. Sure. So I am, my name is Kelly Moser. I live in New York city. I'm a business strategist with a decade of experience, helping businesses of all sizes, learn the best ways to grow. So I've been in-house for fortune 500 companies. I've consulted for startups. I've consulted for solopreneurs and coached solopreneurs. And I found my way. I got out of the corporate cubicle. If you have been in the corporate world, like I have, you know, that, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably hit your tipping point the way I hit my tipping point. And I was like, I am ready to figure out what else is out there available to me. I really wanted to have deep impact. I really wanted to be of service. I wanted to work directly with people. And I took all of my operations experience, all my marketing experience, working for startups and working in corporate. And I was like, maybe I can just do this for myself. Is that crazy? Does is that going to work? Is that something I could actually do? And <clears throat> spoiler alert, it worked. And here I am. And I got into the podcasting world right now. What I do is I help entrepreneurs who are tired of the social media slog, who want to continue creating social media content, but not rely exclusively on it, on the algorithm based platforms to raise awareness about their business and to generate leads for their programs, for their offers, for their services, for their products. So I got into the podcasting world because I recognized that Instagram was no longer a great discoverability tool for me. It had been when I started in 2018, I was like, it's easy to grow on Instagram. It's easy to sell on Instagram. It's easy to connect with new audiences and feel like I'm serving on Instagram. It was the platform for everything. And about 18 months ago, I started to realize that my engagement was dropping a lot. It felt like no matter what I did, I was listening to all the recommended advice on social media and I still wasn't reaching new audiences. So Instagram then became another nurture tool for me, which was wonderful. Nurture tools are super important as every business owner knows, but I was then missing that piece that would allow me to get in front of new audiences And when I got into podcasting, I thought my podcast was going to be that thing. I thought that was going to be the visibility tool, but every podcaster who's listening to this is going to resonate with this, which is that it's not a build it and they will come situation. It's still very much a lot of effort to build your own platform, to build your own audience on a podcast. And that's when I was like, wait a second, if there are other, a thousand other podcasters out there, just like me who are already building an audience, they're working hard to build an audience, just like I'm working hard to build this audience 
maybe if I were to get in front of their platforms, that would be a brand new audience of people that had never heard about me. And I can invite people to do the same here. And we can create this really cool rising tide where we all get to leverage and access each other's audiences. And I started doing that and I saw it, it blew me away how successful this strategy was for me. And then I started teaching other people how to do it. And it, it's like this incredible unicorn strategy that I cannot wait to share more with your listeners about. So I'm, I'm so excited to dive in more. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love it. And I could not agree more with everything that you've you've just said. I mean, so many of us can relate to your story because we suddenly, you know, come to this realization one day like what are we doing? We have such value to share. Why are we playing small? Why are we holding ourselves so small? And yeah, Instagram, it did used to be a way that you could really get a lot of new eyeballs on things, you know, you start to get people kind of into that funnel of sorts. But now it's, it is more of a nurture tool. That's where you're building that kind of no like trust. But in order to grow podcast collaborations, I know that's what has really, really skyrocketed my business success because you're sharing other people's audiences. We are collaborating together and it is totally a win-win situation. I mean, for myself, for my listeners, I have met the most incredible women through the podcasting world. And that's the cool thing is that most of my guests are just such just they have so much knowledge and just such an abundance mindset too like all right you know what like you said a rising tide lifts all ships if we can share this knowledge if we can support and champion each other holy cow what an amazing world this will be so I absolutely love everything you are doing, standing for, and I love that you're spreading the word of how to do this because this is a, a tool that, yeah, it takes a little bit of legwork, but it's such a valuable strategy to be using. So for the listener, listening to us, having this conversation going, okay, that all sounds great. Where do we even start? What I will, what I would love to start by saying is that you, if you don't have your own podcast, that's okay. That you can still leverage this strategy because part of the, the big mindset behind making this strategy work is collaboration. It's partnership. It's thinking of, I think a lot of people think of a podcast guesting opportunity as almost like a one night stand thing where you come in and you, you know, take up this space on this person's platform for 30 to 60 minutes, and then you move on with your life and the episode comes out and you get to benefit from it with no further effort on your part. And what I really like to encourage people to think about is every podcast interview that you do. And if you approach it with this mindset, it's going to come across in your pitch. It's going to come across as you're setting up your logistics. It's going to come across in the interview. You want to think about every interview that you do as a joint business venture. So you are coming together. It's a business partnership. It's not, you know, you just coming in, sharing some stories and then moving on with your day. And, you know, you really want to be thinking about the lifetime value of any business relationship, because really your relationship with the host, with the show is just starting after you finish recording. So if you can think about it that way, okay, this is really not just about me getting more visible on podcasts. This is about me expanding my network and really connecting with like-minded people that are going to be able to support me. And I'm going to be able to support them for the next five and 10 years. 
that's the mindset that you need to get started. Because even if you don't have your own podcast, you've got leverage, you have your own platforms. You have, even if you have an email list, that's a hundred people, which is, you know, a great start for an email list. If you've only got a hundred people on your email list, you've got a hundred followers on Instagram. You're connected with a few different membership communities where you have access to maybe 300 entrepreneurs in total or 300 people in total. That's leverage. You've got to understand that it's not just about what you bring to the podcast in terms of the value that you can share and teach, but also who you can bring to the podcast with you. Because if you think about, I'd like to make sure that everyone understands the three things, kind of four things, but three things really that every podcast host wants. And if you can understand the psychology of a podcast host, you can book unlimited guest interviews because you're going to be bringing so much to the table. So the three things, kind of four things that every podcast host wants one, they want to be working, not as hard as they're working, because I promise you every podcast host is putting in so much time, effort, energy into creating the very best show. Second thing that they all want is the best binge worthy content that is going to wow an audience and make them want to stick around and come back every single week to listen. The third thing that they want is to get more people to listen to their show right? So if you can be the person that positions yourself as someone who can solve all three of these problems for a podcast host, you are going to be so far ahead of the rest of the people who are trying to do this, who are mostly saying, Hey, Amy, here's why I want to be on your show. Here's why I'd be a great guest. What do you think? I think your audience is going to love me, 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 me. If you can make it about the host, if you can make it about the show, and if you can make it about the audience, you are going to have so much success doing this. Oh my goodness. Did you guys write that down? If you did not, you need to rewind it and write it down because Kelly absolutely nailed it. Yes. Yes. This is just all of it. So number one, I love that you said, yeah, you don't need your own podcast because you have an audience, you have an email list, you have a community around you already. And that's what this is. It's a joint venture because when you're coming on a podcast as a guest, that guest is, they're vouching for you or that host is vouching for you. They are welcoming you into all of the listeners. I mean, this is not something we take lightly when we are allowing a guest onto our show. And we really do appreciate when our guests take it as seriously as we do, because there's, there's sometimes where it's like, we, I have it on my application that if it does not meet our criteria, we will withhold publication because we value our listeners that much. And it is a joint venture. It is not a one night stand. And we do, we put so much work into this. So, you know, if you come on and just pitch yourself, you know, often we give you the opportunity to promote yourself, those sort of things as well. But the least we can ask is that you just share it with your audience, share it with the email list, share it on social media, you know, because we're here to support you. We love what you're doing and we want to spread the word. But, you know, it it really, we notice, we know if you share, you know, especially on social media, it's visible. We can see if you're sharing things, you know, because we're tagging and you can see, see who shared what and yeah. And if we can build that relationship and that mutual benefit, we're going to have you back. We're going to ask you right back. When we have people that are like, oh, does anybody know an expert on this, that, or the other? We're going to recommend you. Your name's going to come back up. So again, we do not take this lightly. And Kelly, oh my gosh, that was such great information. I'm so glad. I I really think that, I think 
people don't realize that podcast hosts are people too, <laughs> with yeah. goals of their own, with businesses of their own, with teams to support, with families to support. If you can position yourself as someone who's going to make that host's job easier and fulfill those three things, those three main goals, revenue is the fourth goal, but revenue is a byproduct of all the other things clicking into place. And if you can be the person that says, you know what, I'm not just going to pitch myself to you and tell you about why I'm so great. I'm going to put myself in your shoes and think about how can I make Amy's job easier? How can I, instead of pitching her 10 really general broad ideas, how can I pitch Amy one incredible episode idea that's going to make her feel like she thought of it? It came from her brain. I've done all of that work for her. How can I set her up for an easy, seamless interview? How can I bring listeners to this show after the episode gets released? How can I bring listeners to the show before my episode gets released and just fangirl on the podcast, even if my episode's not released yet? That's the kind of thinking it's, it's leading with generosity. It's leading with the spirit of partnership, generosity, putting the other person first, that's going to, that's going to deliver you so much lifetime value that you, if you operated from a different approach and put yourself first, maybe you'd get a little bit more short-term reward for that. But I promise you, you would be lacking in the long-term reward. So think about the long game. Think about the next 10 potential years that you and this podcast host could be collaborating. Maybe you have, uh, you host a summit or you host an event in six months. Maybe that's an opportunity for you to reciprocate and invite them to that event, but you need to be able to stay, you need to stay in contact with them in order to be able to recognize those opportunities for each other. Ah, yes. And when you, lead with generosity. I mean, even just as a business strategy, not like even if you take podcasting out of it, that is one of the greatest business strategies. Lead with generosity because people remember how you're making them feel. They remember when you did something kind for them and they will mention your name in a room full of opportunities. And you're absolutely right too, but the business is a long game. This is not just a flash in the pan and with podcasts, we are just at the very tip of the iceberg right now. When you look at the amount of growth potential, I, I forget what the most recent statistics are of, of number of active podcasts, but it's just this itty bitty little percentage of what the total number of all the blogs that are out there. You know, I think yes. there's like 600 million blogs floating around on the internet, but there's only like, I want to say 300,000 podcasts that are currently active and most of them don't make it past episode number 10. So this is, we're just getting started and you don't That's need right. your own podcast, but if you can start getting on others podcasts, bring your value to the table, serve their community, serve their audience, guess what? You're going to grow and you're going to grow really fast. Mm -hmm. Podcasting is such an intimate medium too, where, you know, if you listen to Amy's show, like you trust her, you, this is a relationship. You can hear someone's voice in your head while you're grocery shopping, or you're doing some of the more intimate activities that tend to be really low. Like you do them alone. Like you go to the grocery shop, you go to the grocery store alone, you drop your kids off to school, maybe alone, you're listening to a podcast on the way home. These are things that you're typically alone doing. And then you invite in one person, that person becomes a friend. Even if you've never had a direct conversation with them, 
the podcasting medium is so intimate in that way, which is why it's so, such a powerful tool for conversion, why it's such a powerful tool for building that no like, and trust factor. That's I think getting harder and harder to build on social media because we're just inundated with information. We're inundated with videos. We're inundated with different emotions. When we're on social media, podcasting cuts through all of that noise and just lets you have an authentic conversation with someone just lets you be a normal person. You don't have to point and dance and be this like dancing show pony. You can really just be yourself. And I think that's what people are craving more and more as we get a little bit deeper into the world of content creation, content consumption, it's changing. I think people are starting to recognize that shift. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. People are craving that connection, you know, to hear these conversations about, oh, wow, she has that same challenge too. She has that same struggle too. Oh, she doesn't look picture perfect all the time. I mean, I only save the audio right now because my listeners are moms listening on the go. We don't have time for a video and that's okay. Maybe one day that'll change. But right now, this is what serves my listeners. This is what I feel as though brings all of you listening to this. Just that that sense of community. Like, I see you. I am you. Like, we're in this together. And there are times where you can feel so alone as a business owner, but just to hear these conversations and have that affirmation that, oh, okay, I'm normal. I'm not the weird one. It's okay. Like I'm normal. Other people are having these same questions and challenges. And to be able to provide these resources is just incredible. And yeah, we're just craving that connection now more than ever. So before we hit record today, we were talking about some of the podcast pitches that we've received as hosts. What is the most cringe-worthy thing that you get in your inbox? What makes you cringe when you're looking at those applications? I will say I just have so much empathy for the people that are sending these pitches because I know that they don't know. I know right. that I have a very privileged perspective as a podcast host that sees a lot of these. So I just I, I, I cringe at myself at the pitches that maybe I used to send. <laughs> I'm happy to share about, about just like overall cringy behavior. I think the thing that makes me cringe the most is when the pitch is really me focused, me, meaning the person who's writing it focused, there are some really small things. And I'd love to share what some of those things are. If you can just do a couple of things in your pitch, you're going to make it go from cringe to I need to bring this person onto my show right away. And they're subtle changes. And so if you're someone who feels icky about pitching, if the idea of pitching yourself feels icky or it makes you cringe and you don't even want to do it, you want to, you feel like it's going to be so annoying for someone to read a pitch from you, then it's, it's just a strategy thing. It's just minor, minor tweaks that are going to make this go from, oh gosh, this is the worst thing that I have to do on my to-do list to I'm actually really excited to initiate and see if there's any potential for a collaboration with a host. The first thing is to, again, make the pitch about the audience and what tangible specific value the audience is going to walk away with after they hear you on a podcast. So what will they, what's the framework that you're going to teach them? What's the process that you're going to teach them? What is the transformation that they're going to get from listening to you for 30 to 60 minutes? What are they going to have mastered? What's a mindset shift you're going to offer them? What is the tangible, tangible takeaway that's going to make the next seven days of their life after they listen to this episode different. If you can articulate that beautiful, don't pitch. I can talk about sales, marketing, email marketing, client retention. Those are just too broad. And it doesn't actually get to the heart of what the value is. It doesn't actually get to the heart of what the transformation that someone's going to walk away with. 
So before you send any pitches, make sure you're really clear on that. What is that specific value? That's also really exciting for the host, because if you think about it, a host is a journalist, a host has to deliver high quality editorial content. That's going to make a listener want to press play and want to come back. So if you can hit that trifecta between this is super valuable, specifically tangibly valuable for an audience, and it's really interesting and exciting. Maybe it's a unique perspective on a topic that is talked about a lot. Maybe it's the opposite perspective on about what's talked about a lot. Maybe I can introduce a new point of view to this conversation. Think about, okay, the host's got to be really intrigued by this. They've got to be excited to want to talk to me. And I've got to be really clear about the value I can provide. The second thing I'll say is just be forthcoming about how you're going to show up as a partner for the episode. That can be as simple as, and if you don't have big platforms, if you don't feel like you've got a huge audience, that's okay. Nobody does this. So even if you, even if all you can offer is I'm going to bring this episode as soon as it's released, I'm going to share it with my 10 best girlfriends and make sure that they all leave ratings and reviews and share. I promise you that's more than 99.9% of people are even offering. And that gesture of generosity is at least going to get you noticed. So think about all the places where you're connected, all the different communities you're tapped into. Even if you don't own those communities, there are places that you can share a link to a podcast episode that you were on and kindly ask people if they would be willing to have a listen. And if they like it, leave a rating, leave a review. Those are the things that make such a difference to podcasts growth. And I know that people who aren't hosts don't know that, right? But if, if you're a host, you know that every single listen, rating, review, social media share means so much. So if you can at least share how you plan to spread the episode around who you're going to be, you know, telling the, who you're going to be telling about the episode. So what that demographic of people looks like, that is going to get you noticed. It's going to get your pitch moved right to the top of the pile. And hopefully it's going to get you invited onto the show. Yes. Yes. And again, you know, it's just transforming your messaging to how you're going to serve, how this is mutually going to be beneficial. I love it. I love it because it's not as hard as we're making it out to be. You know, we're not sitting there analyzing, okay, do you have over X number of followers and this, that, and the other? No, because I've had some of the best conversations with guests that have such a small following, but they have the most engaged following and they just fangirl and love on me. And I'm like, how can I support you? Like, you know, it's just, again, it's a win-win situation when you approach it from that angle. And oh, Kelly, I just love all of the advice that you poured into our listeners today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad it was helpful. I will. I wanted to share a little confession because I think this helps debunk the idea that you have to have a huge following. You have to have a huge platform in order to get booked. I recently interviewed someone who is a a big name on social media. I guarantee some of you follow them. They have a, a lot of followers. I am not going to be able to release the episode, unfortunately, because the value wasn't there. So it's, it's not about the size of the following because for a podcast host, that value that you can convey is the most important thing. And I tried, we were talking for a long time and I tried to kept, kept trying to get to the value and I couldn't, I couldn't get there. And it's such a bummer, but I just want people to hear that it's, it's really about what you can contribute, who you can bring to the table, the effort you can put forward. It's not about an arbitrary followers number because 
<laughs> this person's yeah. got a lot of followers that will never, unfortunately, get to hear about my podcast because the value wasn't there in the interview. So just keep that in mind. You can offer so much value no matter what size business you are. Even if you're brand new, if you're brand new to business, this is your first three months as an entrepreneur, you have something to offer. And as clearly as possible as you can communicate what that is, the better, the better success you're going to have. Oh, yes. Yes. And I do appreciate you sharing that because that's, it's not easy as a host when you have to have that conversation with someone that no, you, you didn't deliver. You didn't provide my audience with what they needed because having a podcast, it's about serving you. It's about serving you, our listeners, because we love you so much and we have been in your shoes and we want to help you. We are here to serve you. So Kelly, thank you so much for all of just the valuable, tangible takeaways and make sure you're implementing what she has taught you today, because I guarantee you this will transform how you show up and get on podcasts. I mean, implement what she's taught you. She has a podcast. I have a podcast. Send in your pitch to me. Go ahead. Like, let us know that you exist because you have value. You have so much value to bring to this table and we want to spread the word. So Kelly, how can we get into your world? Thank you so much for that invitation. I love that you invited people to just to pitch you to be on this show. That's incredible. Please take Amy up on that offer. Get the practice of pitching. Just, just practice. Amy is clearly someone that you trust, that you know, that you like, um, and is going to provide a safe environment for you to practice your pitch. So definitely send it in. I would love to get to know each and every one of you. I would love to hear more about your businesses. I would love to connect with you on social media so that I can follow you and support you and cheer you on from probably my couch. But if you are interested in taking the next step on your podcast guesting journey, you want to be booking more podcasts every single month that are profitable and not just a fun hobby. I would love to share with you a free resource that I have. It's called seven proven strategies to find 30 aligned podcasts to guest on. So this is going to save you 50 plus hours of time as you're starting to think about, okay, where are the shows that I can really add the most value? Got lots of tips and tricks for you inside of this free digital guide. It is going to save you so much time and help you get to that end result so much faster. And you'll be able to say, I've got 30 podcasts that are going to be the perfect fit for me to guest on where I know I can add a ton of value. So that link might be here for you in the show notes. And if not, you can go to work.kellymoser.com forward slash pitch dash list. And you'll be able to build your pitch list there. And I would love to connect with you on social media. I'm at kelly.moser, two S's in my last name. Again, send me a message. Let me know what your takeaways from this episode were. Tag Amy, tag me, let us know. And I would love to follow you back and support you. Oh my gosh. So good. You guys get into Kelly's world. She is just such a wealth of knowledge. And again, Kelly, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to support us today. Thank you so much. It was an honor. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 